ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome, welcome to What the Ale. I'm Alana Ray. And I'm Mama J. All right, Mama, what are you drinking today? Uh, today I am drinking a um, beer from Dust Bowl Brewing Company, and it's a raspberry coffee porter. <laughs> nice. I like Dust Bowl. They have a lot of really good ones. So that's, that's yeah. nice. This one's a little sweet, a little delicious. Yeah. Nice. What about you? I am having a, I actually don't know the name of the beer. However, um, the Deftones, the band, the Deftones have made a beer uh-huh. and it's actually really good. Like I would totally buy it. Okay. <laughs> so Very nice. If you see the Deftones beer in your Safeway, try it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yes um okay cool what the moments um I think one for me is that today was like kind of chaotic like I had a like I was on call for 12 hours today and last night at like nine o'clock I got a text that was like hey you have to go to the hospital first thing in the morning tomorrow goodbye and so I like spent I was at the hospital from like 8 30 to 1 30 today so long day, mm. but um, that's okay. I I survived. We're here. I am very happy to be doing something other than like medical things right now. So yeah, what about you? Um, well, I have two, and they're both good. But um, my kids both shocked me today. My younger ones. So uh, last night, my my youngest was um preparing an audition for. Uh, Sweeney Todd, and she's doing a monologue from Macbeth, and she's doing uh, Dust and Ashes from The Great Comet um, as her song, and last night, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little shaky, and I was nervous for her, and mm-hmm. today I got home from work, and she was like, hey, you want to see my my audition, and I said yes, and she fucking killed it, and I was like so impressed that it came so far between yesterday and today. Nice. Um, so yeah, I was very proud about that. And then my middle kid, and I know y'all don't know my middle kid, but my middle kid does not cook. No. And I came home from work and my middle kid had cooked dinner. What did they make? They made burritos and they were good. <laughs> I am so, so proud I, of them. My, my what the hell is that I don't think that kid has ever cooked me anything. I mean, they have cut up fruit or vegetables for me or something. But I don't think they've ever cooked me a meal, and I was like shocked. So those are my two what the ale, but they're both very good things for today. Nice. Well, that's good. That's I am completely shocked that the middle child cooked dinner. They they do not cook. My mom is correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, so that's I'm, a nice surprise to come home to. Well, and I'm not gonna lie. Selfishly, I really love um, the audition material choices that the young one has made um as some know mac is my favorite shakespeare play and the great comet is just one of my favorite musicals of all time so you know i'm happy with it (laughs) 
Well, in auditioning for a darker show, she was trying to go for a darker monologue and a darker um, song choice, and um, but she fucking killed it. So I will videotape her later, and I will send it to you, Alana. You will be very proud. Okay, cool. I'm excited. So what you got for us today? All right, friends. So this is coming out a few days before Christmas. And I have had some trouble getting into the holiday spirit this year. Not going to lie. Life has been really busy, really crazy. We did, however, decorate our Christmas tree this weekend. And that was really fun. And um, And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful little Christmas tree. I'm very happy about it. Um, But I felt like I needed to get in the Christmas spirit. So I kind of started researching one thing that didn't have a ton of research. And then I just went down a rabbit hole of different Christmas traditions. Um, So that's what I got. So it's kind of a Christmas tradition flight, but like all of them are like very, very short. I just thought it would be fun to like go down the list. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. So I decided that we should start with Christmas trees. So. Okay. How, let me, let me see if you could guess which country do you think the Christmas tree originated in? I have no idea. I feel like because Christmas markets are such a big thing in Europe, I feel like it was probably something European, but I have no idea. You're spot on. So decorated trees date back all the way to Germany in the Middle Ages. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, when like the U.S. was like a hot spot in the early 19th century and everyone was emigrating, lots of European settlers were actually popularizing Christmas trees. Um, But there's a woodsman named Mark Carr who is credited with opening the first Christmas tree lot in in 1851. So Christmas trees have been around since the Middle Ages, but in the States, 1851, which is before President Lincoln. I know that. That's all I got. Back in Germany, do you know what kind of trees they would use? Like, was it Douglas firs, noble firs? Um, I'm not. I I didn't look that up. I know in Germany, like, they were similar, like, pine-type trees. um, Because, like, Germany, they have, like, the Black Forest and stuff. So it was probably whatever those trees are that are there. Um, But, yeah. And actually, fun fact, Germany is going to pop up a few times on this list. They are very popular with the uh, Christmas traditions. We have taken a lot of them. Um, Well, pros to Germany. (laughs) Pros to Germany. Um, And apparently, so if you want to know how popular a Christmas tree is now, um, in 2019, the American Christmas Tree Association, which I don't know how you become a part of that club, but that's great. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh my actually, God. you know, we've all heard of like the American, you know, Psychological Association or whatever, but not <laughs> Christmas trees. Wow, I had no idea that was a thing. But they predict that at least 77% of American households display a Christmas tree in their home, which is a lot of homes and I mean it probably has to do with like religious differences and things but like or religious diversity I'm not going to say differences but um also for like a fun fact I personally prefer a real tree um and sadly only 19% of trees in 2019 were real and 
80 really one were artificial oh my gosh that shocks me because when I was a kid nobody had an artificial tree maybe somebody's grandmother that didn't want to deal with the cleaning um but when I was a kid everybody had a real tree but I'm surprised it shifted so much like I still love a real tree yeah, I mean, I think if I had a house, I would have a real tree. And my my apartment's pretty small. There's not room for a tree tree. But I do have a lovely yeah. little rosemary tree that you got me. Um, that looks yeah. like a Christmas tree. And it tree. looks like a Christmas tree, but it's <laughs> edible. <laughs> it's an edible Christmas. It's great. Um, but I mean, yeah. I, I have a tree, so you still have a real tree. That is true. When I was going to say, I had had that thought of like, well, like, do I buy a fake tree? But I was like really upset about that because I was like, I don't want a fake tree. Like if I'm going to have a tree in my first apartment, I want a tree. (laughs) I was like having trouble with that. So that that percentage was shocking to me because I feel like it makes sense in big cities, people living in apartments, that type of thing. But I still feel like people have, you know, it's just sad. Yeah. (laughs) It reminds us of our friends that had Christmas tree scent that they would spray on their fake tree. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's one of the main reasons I love a real tree is I love that to me, that's what Christmas smells like. But yes, we do have friends that have a spray that they put on their fake tree to try to make it smell Christmassy. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't work for me. (laughs) It it doesn't smell right. It just, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that's our first kind of little tradition. I thought I'd start with like a fun one. Um, I have Well, and I guess we should share... We should share our tradition when it comes to Christmas trees that anytime we travel or there's a major life event, we buy an ornament to like commemorate that trip or that event. And so our Christmas tree is full of all kinds of cute things from all over the world and all different memories. But every single one has a very strong family memory attached to it. And so our tree is super eclectic. There are things from all over the place, but it's a beautiful and cute and it wouldn't mean anything to anybody else. But for those of us that were there, those memories are like precious. Oh, yeah. There's definitely ornaments that we like fight over or we're like, that is mine. You do not get that one. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Like who's going to hang what? Yeah. 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 And I kind of love that. It it adds to the the magic of it, I guess, because I feel like the holidays yeah. really be about family coming together and sharing memories. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. So that was the Christmas tree. Um, and I have a little mini one that I wasn't planning to talk about, but I feel like it's a great tradition. Um, and we did this a few years ago and then I think COVID got hard and life got hard. So we kind of fell off, but we should start doing it again, mom, which is yeah. <laughs> which yes, I love it. is a Norwegian tradition where you give like some families, it's just like, kind of like a secret Santa thing or some families it's more of like um, everyone, you know, pitches in for this, but um, you basically get a book that you open on Christmas Eve and you're the, according to the tradition, you're supposed to read the book until you go to bed. So whatever that gift was, you read that to bed and then you fall asleep and then all of your presents are there when you wake up. Um, and we kind of did a virtual version of this during COVID like very early, like 2020, I think Christmas. Cause we were like, we have to do something. We miss our family. We're not going to see anybody. And we even got like long distance friends and things involved. And it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It was really fun. And I think everybody like chose really thoughtful books that I think everybody really enjoyed that. We totally should bring that back. That was really fun. 
I think we should like, it's too late for this year, but absolutely for next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm really down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I love that tradition. I am a big book nerd. So I was like totally thinking I have a few friends that I like want to buy books this year. And I was like, Ooh, we should just bring that back. <laughs> um, well, and that was a fun one because it was one of your friends that told us about it. Um, but both of us loved the idea because our family is such big readers. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that's a really great one. And I, you know, it's just fun to like share a book that you enjoyed or you think the other person might enjoy and then you have something to talk about and like I don't know it's really nice well like I kind of liked I mean we didn't really do it because it was COVID and we just like Amazon the books to each other but like I do like the idea of being able to like you know write in the book or write in the card like why it's meaningful and why you thought of that person it just feels like very personal very thoughtful very considerate I don't know I just I love it so yeah yeah um yeah I love that one so this is a tradition we don't actually do, mom, but I wanted to bring it up because my okay. middle sibling, I think, would love it. Okay, what is it? Of the Christmas pickle. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I have not. What is that? But yes, the middle child would love that. <laughs> so um, I'm going to laugh. I think it's a little humorous. I don't really know where the origins were but a lot of people think that it was like a Woolworths marketing gimmick in the late 1800s um and so the reason why they think it was Woolworths was I guess around this time they had imported a bunch of German ornaments that were shaped like a pickle and they needed some sort of sales pitch to sell them because people weren't buying them because they looked weird (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not sure how many people want to buy like a pickle but you know, I don't know, but it's interesting. So it became an American tradition where you have this like green pickle ornament that you hide in your Christmas tree and the first child to find it wins a gift or they get to open the first gift on Christmas morning. So it kind of depends on the family. But I thought that was a really cute tradition, like having a little like Easter egg type of thing that you get to well, yeah. it's simple, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> something yeah. to look for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had never heard well, of that. You're, you're, yeah. You're too young to even know what Woolworths is. <laughs> but when I was a kid, if my grandma said she was going to Woolworths, I always wanted to go because she would buy me treats while we were there. So if I went with her, she would buy me a little gift or something. Um, yeah. So I have fond memories of going to Woolworths with my grandmother. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I've heard of Woolworths, obviously. I feel like I watch a lot of old Hollywood movies. They're very much it's involved. But yeah, I don't think I've ever been. So yeah. But a Christmas pickle. I think that's cute. Like the the, you get a the, you know, whoever finds it gets to open the first Christmas gift. I think that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a fun idea. I don't I mean, I don't know if it's like I mean, I guess it's probably like the parents hide it and the kids have to find it later or something. But I do think that's fun. Maybe maybe we do that when they're more. Yeah, but but whoever was the person that came up with like let's make a bunch of pickles, that person was probably like I gotta find a way to save my ass, <laughs> so I'm gonna make right? it a fun game. Yeah, he was like, okay, but what if what if you know like about what if to expire? it becomes a Christmas tradition and then everybody wants it. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I've That's I've funny. never heard of this tradition. I just thought it was funny. I, if any of our listeners partake in it, please share. Or if you have any other traditions, we're still going. But um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is the classic elf on the shelf. Oh my which, goodness. Yes. We have dealt with that for sure. Have you ever done the elf? I mean, we, we did it, but like, did you do that growing up or did you know anyone that did that? No. Okay. No, I mean, that wasn't really a thing. I don't think. And, you know, around where we are until, I don't know, how old were you when we got our elf on the shelf? I feel like both of the kids were already born. Yeah, I was probably like 10 at least uh, when we started. Yeah, I was going to say, so it, it didn't become a big thing, but like the year that we got it, it was like every single parent that we knew got it. And so, and you know, and it was like very fun and like whatever. But, you know, over the years, like, you have to get more and more creative. <laughs> yeah. And then as your kids get older, you could do things that are a little more funny or a little bit inappropriate, like making the elf do crazy things or whatever. But, I mean, it's fun, but it's a lot of work for the parents. Yeah. So, and I guess I was surprised by this because I feel like I had read about, okay, this is like a really dumb memory. But when I was a kid, I really liked Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the mom at some point brings out an elf on the shelf and is like, I did this as a kid. So I just always assumed this was like a long standing tradition. But the book, The Elf on the Shelf, wasn't written until 2005. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, I never heard of it until the kids were little, you know, and my youngest was born in 2008 and then 2006 to 1998. So, um, yeah, I mean, we didn't get one until both of the kids were born. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I, it makes sense timeline wise. Cause I, I had never really heard of it until we were doing it with the kids mm-hmm. too. Um, do you, did you have a favorite elf on the shelf moment in our, in our house? <laughs> um, you know, I think probably two, one of them was um, when my youngest daughter was in Frozen mm-hmm. and we did do the whole, like, we froze the elf into like a vase and, um, and then had Elsa and Elsa figuring like holding her hands up, like she froze him in there. <laughs> um, and so I thought that was fun. But of course, then I had to thaw out the elf on the shelf and dry him off uh, or dry her off. Uh, it's a girl. Um and then the other one was, uh, yeah, we, d- I think that we did one where, um, cause we, <laughs> we have a, um, a Christmas train and it's the Christmas story train. And we did like tie the elf on the shelf to the train track one time. And like, you know, he was being like robbed or something. Yep. <laughs> so that was a funny one. Yeah. yeah. I liked that one. I also, wasn't there one where the elf was like making hot chocolate or like she had like a hot chocolate bar. Yeah. like there was something like that I thought that was cute but yeah, yeah I think the train tracks was my favorite that was the one I was remembering <laughs> yeah well and then you know again like as you guys got older like trying to make it funny like we had the elf that was like pooping out Hershey's kisses which you know we probably wouldn't have done that when you guys were younger but you know it's funny when you guys were older you know? I think the worst for me was when I was taking a shower and then saw the elf well there there were days where I was just lazy and I'm like I'm just gonna move it from one place to another because I can't be creative every single day yeah um yeah so there were days where she would just pop up in a weird spot (laughs) yeah I like that one though oh we did one where she was like an acrobat and she was like hanging down from I don't know the lights or something yeah 
Yeah, and we did one where she was fishing, didn't we? Like she was fishing in the fish tank. I feel like oh, I remember yeah. that. Well, and she had like a goldfish cracker on her hook. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, so we did some creative things, but there were also lazy days where I just moved her from like this spot to that spot. And I was like, hey, we're going to call it good today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes coming back from the North Pole, you're tired, you know. So. Yeah, but I did have a lot of fun with it when the kids were younger. And it was a good way to say, hey, because they named the El Fifi. So it was, you know, easy to be like, hey, you know, Fifi's watching you. You got to be good. <laughs> well, especially the middle child. Like, I love them, but they were a devious one. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, even though mom's not in the room, Fifi's watching you. Nope. <laughs> Don't hit your sister. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, but now that you brought that up, I'm going to find our elf and I'm going to put it out tomorrow. You totally and like, did. Yeah. I think I know where she is. I'm going to find her, though. I love it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one I didn't do a ton of research on, but it was the Yule Log, um, which okay. I feel like isn't really a tradition that we do or anything, but Yule Logs used to be a part of, like, pagan, like, winter solstice celebrations. Um but it was actually Americans who made the like fireplace on the TV for four hours, like famous. Um, mm. It was because back in 1966, WPIX TV in New York City aired a clip of the fireplace for three hours with holiday music playing over it. And oh. um, it basically, I guess, led to like a real like produ production thing where they like really filmed a beautiful fire with the U-Log and like had Christmas music and stuff. And so now it's like on demand and on the web every year, um, like History Channel does their own. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, but I... I didn't really do a deep dive into the Yule log. I was more excited about other things. <laughs> okay. I do think it's but kind like of people will actually watch that on TV. Yeah, they'll have it as like ambiance or oh. whatever. Like during Yeah, I would prefer a real fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't have a real fire in my apartment. Well, maybe I could get the new Snoop Dogg one, who knows, but anyway. That's <laughs> a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know thought that was interesting um yeah. so I wanted to know about the origins of gingerbread houses because I was curious and it turns out Queen Elizabeth the first gets the credit in general for decorating gingerbread cookies which I think is cool oh um so like we know that like the brothers Grimm, right, wrote Hansel and Gretel. He was in a gingerbread, or the witch was in the gingerbread house, all the things. Um, but I guess because the Windsor family has roots in Germany, when they kind of became the monarchs of England, they brought the tradition kind of to the mainstream. And Queen Elizabeth I is kind of the one that's credited with that, which I think is really cool. So... Wow, I did not know that. I had no idea. No idea. 
All right. Here's a good one. Mom, what do you think about ugly Christmas sweaters? Where do you think that came from? I have no idea where it came from, but it is such a thing. And now there's ugly suits and ugly dresses. I mean, it has gone, you know, all crazy. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. But I definitely know it's been around since you were little. Because I remember when you were in elementary school, you would have like ugly sweater day at school. And we would just like sew or glue a bunch of shit on a sweatshirt and like make it as ugly and chaotic as possible. And I remember that being a fun craft that we would do. Um, but yeah, I don't remember that ever being a thing before you were like elementary school age. Well, again, you're kind of right, mom. So timeline-wise. So I guess like it comes from Canada. Um, oh, okay. But huh. I guess in the 80s, it kind of became popular in Canada. And then... Um, the ugly sweater party became a trend around 2001 and it just is yeah. this like multi-million dollar industry now where like everyone's making yeah. a Christmas sweater I mean I got mine from Target and it has a pocket that holds my phone it's great <laughs> yeah but yeah I don't know I was always curious about that because I was like why does why do people want these awful sweaters when you could get like a beautiful like poncho that's yeah. like warm and pretty <laughs> But, so, but do we know who started it or how it started or I didn't really go back into the the history of it it just was very like oh yeah it was Canada like they just started doing it, <laughs> it oh. <was> like, okay. <laughs> yeah I wonder how they decided or why they thought that was a good thing but yeah it, it has definitely become a racket because people spend a lot of money to look ugly in their sweater <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah um all right I have a couple more sweet ones and then we're gonna get into my last one which is my favorite um so okay. something I found really interesting was that like leaving treats for Santa and his reindeer actually date all the way back to Norse mythology oh really yeah and I don't I mean I guess there are similar versions when you look at like Norse mythology of like Christmassy traditions and things but I thought that was really interesting mm -hmm. But what it became with the milk and cookies was that Americans during the Great Depression um, in the 1930s were using like cookies and other sweets as like a showing of gratitude during a time of struggle. So mm -hmm. it was almost like, a, you know, we, we're like splurging on this one thing right now type of thing for the Great Depression families. Okay. Which I find really interesting, but also like kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat. I also, um, I feel like the one I remember was like you leave like the carrots out for the reindeer and they like poop in your shoes, yeah, something right? Like they poop in your shoes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we always, as a kid, we always just left cookies and eggnog for Santa or milk for Santa. And then I think when you guys were little, that's when we started the carrots for the reindeer thing. Um, but that I don't remember that as a kid. But the cookies and milk or eggnog for Santa was always at the house. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, I'm so sorry. My laptop is making noises at night. I'm, I apologize. Um, there we go. Um, all right. So I got one more kind of tradition before we get into my last like piece of the puzzle. Um which is visits from St. Nick. 
which do you have any idea of the history of where Santa Claus and all of that comes into it? Not really. What you got? All right. So apparently Clement Moore um, was a poet and he wrote The Night Before Christmas poem, which everyone knows. <laughs> um yeah. And he, he apparently wrote it in 1822 on Christmas Eve. And okay. he claimed that he was like inspired by his sleigh ride home. And he was just like really like enamored with like this winter wonderland. He was like in on Christmas Eve after leaving a party and wrote the poem. Um, And so he actually kind of historically like was embarrassed by the work and it was published without his knowledge in December of 1823. And he refused to publish the poem under his name until 1844, which I think is really interesting. Um, Like he did not like this piece. Um, But when, you know, he talks about St. Nick, it was kind of linked to St. Nicholas, who was like, I don't, I didn't write it down. I think it was like the patron saint of children or, you know, something like that. And the idea was that St. Nick would come um, on December 6th and he would reward all the like good children with gifts and um, all of that. So this was like kind of way before this poem was written, but with that kind of turned into this like big, like, you know, department store Santa boom, that kind of happened in the, in the 20th yeah. century so I thought that was kind of cool <laughs> well again then you parents could say to your kids oh you gotta be good <laughs> well and I was gonna say there's one other reason why kids gotta be good right okay <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about I don't know is it a creepy crawly version of Christmas here <laughs> yeah yeah you could you could say that um so to me we can't celebrate the holidays without talking about Krampus right I mean this guy Krampus is a a guy um and so he also kind of comes from German sort of legend folklore um okay But he is basically kind of the anti-Santa Claus and he punishes misbehaving children during the holidays. Um, Mm -hmm. So a little bit of backstory on Krampus is that he, or the name Krampus derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Um, Oh, wow. And like I said, so he was meant like, they think he kind of came from Germany um, but he's also known as the devilish companion of St. Nicholas. Um, so they kind of are like a yin to their yang in this like weird twist. Oh, wow. According to the folklore. Um, okay. So if you want to know what he looks like, he is a devil-like creature, uh, with brown or black fur covering his body. He stands on like his hind legs, but has cloven hooves razor sharp claws goat like horns and he's always talked about having this like long rolling tongue coming out of his mouth like yeah kind of like a snake um and 
They think he might have originated as a part of pagan rituals for the winter solstice, but no one really knows. It was always just like, oh, like you have to behave or this like bad creature is going to come after you. Um, Uh And some people think he actually is the son of hell, who's the Norse god of the underworld. Um, And then because like Catholicism was kind of sweeping Europe later, like he just became associated with like Christmas because it was like a way of connecting him to the pagan rituals while still being like Christianity is good. Um, Okay. Which I also think is interesting. Um, Yeah. And actually, so a fun fact is the church was like not happy about this association and they tried to like banish him. They weren't. Yeah, they like tried to banish him like from tradition and rituals because they really thought he was like associated with the devil. So they were like, Mm -hmm. no, we don't want any of that. Um, (laughs) But so he is believed on Krampusnacht, which is December 5th. Uh, He would come and punish naughty children. And there's a few different versions of this. Some children are just beaten with like birch branches and, you know, left alone. Um, and some of the naughty Does, children. Does he make them choose their own switch? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. No. I feel like pictures of Krampus I've seen, he does have like a bushel of like branches or like sticks on his back. Yeah. But maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I was going to say, you know, back in the day, your great grandmother would be like, hey, go cut a switch off the tree. And it better be big enough to like have impact, but not so, you know. And um, so, yeah, I wonder if Krampus gave children the choice and they better choose right. You might have. I mean, I didn't find that in my reading, but I could see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he, yeah, so he did that. But the other thing that Krampus could do is he's believed to stuff children into his sack and take them back to hell with him. Now, some people say it's to eat the children, and some people say it's to torture the children. I don't really know why anyone would tell children this. This feels terrifying. Either way, it sounds bad. (laughs) Right. But they're trying to scare the kids straight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to scare them into behaving? I guess so, but I don't know. I I don't think that would work very well. Um, No, that's a lot. But so the kiddos... Like the idea is like, so St. Nick comes the day after on December 6th and well, which is a great day, by the way, that's my mom's birthday. It is a great day. Um, but he would like reward the good children and then the bad children had to like nurse their own injuries on December 6th. Oh my gosh. Because they were like, wow, bad kids. <laughs> um, so I don't know. But I guess to this day, yeah, the timing of that though, right? So they're nursing their injuries because they got busted last night and then they have to watch the other kids be rewarded while they're like licking their wounds. That's pretty mean. It's so mean. And I'm like, these are kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, But so apparently there's like a couple of traditions or like festivities that celebrate Krampus as well. So there's the Krampuslauf or the Krampus run um, where people dressed as Krampus will parade through the streets and like chase and scare spectators. Like it's almost like a weird Halloween parade where they're all dressed like Krampus and they're just like growling at you and chasing you down the street oh and they gosh. have their like 
branches. It looks like a good time, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. Very, very popular in like Austria, Germany, those places. And they're even doing it in the States now, which I think is kind of cool. Um, huh. And then apparently, I mean, we've all heard of Christmas cards. We know, you know, family send out Christmas cards every year, but you could also get a Krampus cotton, which is a Krampus card. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh I didn't know that and they show Krampus like threatening children with birch branches or like stuffing kids in the sack carrying them in the sack that type of thing and I guess they normally contain like really fun rhymes or poetry but they often do have like dark adult themes um which gives more creepy side to the Christmas season um yeah but yeah like I don't know. I was like just very curious about various Christmas traditions, but Krampus especially. I was like, where did this guy come into play? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I didn't know the whole um yeah, punishing the kids right before the other kids are rewarded. But yeah, that is particularly mean, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I would hate that to like be like all bruised and then like have to watch my brother get like a fancy toy or something. I'd be so upset about yeah. that. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, are there any traditions or anything you can think of that you have done or do or have heard of? That yeah. Really cool. No, you know which one, because you just did Krampus, you know which one I want to share in terms of what our family say. watches every year. The two okay. So we, <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we definitely have traditions. Like we watch the, you know, Grinch, the the animated old Grinch. We watch the Grinch every year. We watch Charlie Brown every year. Uh, we watch Nightmare Before Christmas every year. Um, you know, yeah. So we have all the ones that we watch every year. And Polar Express, we always watch right before bed um, on Christmas Eve. So we have all the fun things that we watch that are very Christmassy. And some of the classic movies, too. We, we kind of switch those ones out, which ones we watch, though. Mm -hmm. Um but my family has a very old tradition. I think it's back to the 80s. I was definitely a kid. Um, but my grandpa and my dad loved a show back then called Tales from the Dark Side. And yep. it was a fantastic show that was like creepy short stories. Um, and very one year they did. Yeah, very Twilight Zony. Um, yeah. And um so, but there was one year where they did a Christmas episode, and this episode has this uh, grandparents watching these two grandchildren, and they decide to tell the grandchildren a story about this creature that will come and get you if you say his name. And the more you say his name, the louder, you know, he can hear you and the closer he'll get. Um, and, you know, so we lovingly refer to this as the G word because you're not supposed to say his name. <laughs> But every year, my family watches the G Word episode of Tales from the Dark Side, which is a little bit twisted. Um, and, you know, again, it was the 80s. So, you know, it's not super well done or anything, but we love it. It's a family tradition and it's stupid. But yeah, we will always watch it. And my dad forever had it videotaped from the TV on a VHS tape. <laughs> Yes, he did. And now none he of would us pull have... out the crusty yeah. tape every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this dusty old tape every year we put it in. Um, and now obviously we finally have bought it digitally. <laughs> so we have that episode. Um, but yeah, we used to use that dusty old VHS that we recorded it off the TV way back when. 
Um, and so, yeah, but that's a stupid tradition that we have that most people do not have. I don't know anybody else that even knows what that show was. I know. I feel like I brought it up a couple times and people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like the G word. Like you've yeah. never seen the G word, but then like, I don't have access to it. So then I'm like, I have to find it and then we will watch it. But like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not great, but it's great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tradition, you know, we, we all love it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's one of our just like silly weird ones that nobody else has that tradition. And mm -hmm. yeah, but that's one that definitely like after, you know, when my grandpa passed and then, you know, I definitely think that once uh, my dad passes, that will be one that will be very important to me to hold on to because I have memories of watching that every year from the time I was a little kid. So, yeah. and I remember, you know, I used to be very afraid of it and, you know, you could not say that word, you know. No, not at all. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember the first time watching that and like grandpa was there and great grandpa Dale was there, great grandpa. And like, it was yeah. just so like, it was yeah. it really freaked me out. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, it's like Twilight Zone. But like as a kid, freaks yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of our weird ones. Um, yeah, you know, and then I feel like um, back in the day, you know, my family would always like have the traditional like ham and potatoes and all the things. And that's one of the things that I'm glad that we've changed because now we just kind of like a few days before, like, hey, what's the vibe? What are we feeling? And I love that it doesn't have to be the same meal every time. I mean, there are some years where we're like fried chicken and mac and cheese. There's some years where it's like tamales and enchiladas. Um, you know, some years it's pot roast, you know, but it like literally could be just whatever we're in the mood for. And mm -hmm. I kind of like that we do it that way because, you know, I don't know. It's fun to have different things every year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I do like the tradition of like, like growing up, we did like the road trip where we like saw all the grandparents. So it was like for like the week after yeah. Christmas, we would like, we would do Christmas Eve and Christmas morning at our house, but we would like go see all the grandparents and drive all the way to Arizona and sometimes spend New Year's in SoCal. And like, it was just great to like, yeah. get to like, ha I mean, as a kid having four Christmases is like the best thing ever. You know? Yeah. No, it's awesome. <laughs> Now I'm like, that's exhausting. Yeah. I really just want one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And what about you? Any other traditions that we've had that you've really liked? I mean, we brought up the book one. I really think that was a great tradition that we should totally bring back. Mm -hmm. um, just loved that one. Um, I th Let me think. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of anything else. I think I really do like the like how we always like open the first present on Christmas Eve. And like, that's normally when we have like our big dinner with our extended family and all of that. Um, yeah. I what I like that we make the Polar Express hot chocolate. Yeah. That hot chocolate's good. It's so good. It's so rich. Like you drink half a cup and you're like, I'm out for the night. Goodbye. <laughs> but see, it's perfect to drink that while you're watching the movie. And then it like, you know, you get tired because you're all warm and cozy and then you're ready for bed. It's very nice. Yeah, I also think a kind of cute tradition, which like has kind of fallen off now that we're all like large, but me and the kids like would always sleep in the same bed on Christmas Eve. Like, oh, yeah, such a tradition for years. And I mean, we even did it while I was in college. I feel like last year we didn't really like I think we yeah. like maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think we did. But um, we kept it up for a really long time. So yeah. Well, you're all taller than me now, so it's probably hard for y'all to fit in one bed. Yeah. But you know what? We I do want to do this year. I want you guys to go get your picture with Santa, 
because this is Amira's last year being a child and I would like a picture with Santa. <laughs> Can we do like a Christmas tree lane picture and not like wait at the mall? Can we do that? We can work it out. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm fine either way, but we'll figure that out. That's a logistical thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Oh, and one more Christmas tradition, which I feel like we never, it wasn't like a tradition tradition, but it's always like my favorite to go to Disneyland when like the nightmare before Christmas is um, in the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. That's like my favorite. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. In case we haven't mentioned it 30 times before, we're big nightmare before Christmas fans. We're big Tim Burton fans. So, yeah. yeah. We're, we're. We we're, love ourselves some Jack Skellington. We're the we're the spooky bitches of Halloween, you know. Like, we're yeah. the, um, or spooky. Well, bitches. it's funny when you're talking about Krampus and like you know, um, the parade, the whatever, the outdoor stuff. You know, my mind immediately went to they should do a Krampus thriller flash mob. <laughs> Can you imagine a bunch of Krampuses doing a thriller flash mob? I know that's not Christmassy, but it would be hilarious. <laughs> I this has to happen in the streets of Oakland someone organize it please I know <laughs> I know because you know I'm a fan of a thriller flash mob anytime there's one in town I'm always the first to sign up because I love to do that dance but if you had a bunch of Krampuses doing it it would be hilarious <laughs> just imagine like there'd be Krampuses just like in a triangle <laughs> Oh, that'd be it's a good idea right I totally think yeah we should organize that we should get a bunch of people to dress up and be like this is what we're doing we're combining <laughs> our two favorite holidays or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love it I also think like you know pictures with Krampus should be publicized like you should like be able to take a picture with Santa and a picture with Krampus you know yeah well and that one they should have it to where you're like in the sack <laughs> you should have it where you know you're just like poking out of his bag it's like and he's Whoa. like carrying you away that'd be cute <laughs> I love it I love that idea yes we should do yeah. that I would oh. want that picture for sure oh 100 percent. oh so good well that's my kind of story mostly just like random tradition dumping on you but uh Thanks for listening, friends and mama. Um, some housekeeping things. So we are entering the lovely holiday season, but we also are releasing our December keg. So please keep an eye out for her. She's a good one. She's going to be long and really wild. So hope you enjoy. Um we are also still doing the Patreon thing. I believe Mama's bonus episode is going to be going up there this month, and I'm really excited to release that. Um, mm -hmm. And aside from that, I mean, I know we're not going to be talking to y'all on Christmas and Christmas Eve, and I mean, all the other holidays are wonderful and valid as well, but um, just happy holidays, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us. I think this is like such a wonderful like way to connect with the world and connect with my mom and I don't know I'm just feeling very like grateful and like sentimental so yeah thanks friends oh you're so <laughs> sweet well I appreciate you Alana I appreciate you mama <laughs> all right happy holidays y'all happy holidays